Can a sequel ever be as good as the original? It's time for some table talk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Table Talk, the talk show style mini podcast from the Board Game Bulletin. I'm your host, Cameron Art, and I'm sitting here today with the co-owner, I believe, of Board Game Hub, Peter Hazelwood. Peter, thank you so much for coming on our show. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. So for those of our listeners that are unfamiliar with Board Game Hub, they launched um, Tranquility on Kickstarter two years ago, 2019, and they're running a campaign for their follow-up, Tranquility the Ascent, right now. Uh, Peter, why don't you tell us a bit about Board Game Hub? It wasn't originally planned to be a publishing company, per se, right? That's right, yeah. It was a friend and I uh, just really enjoying board gaming, and we decided one day that it might be fun to set up our own company. And we both had similar feelings that it would be great to sort of big up the work of independent and small companies instead of the big boys all the time. Um, so that was the original idea behind Board Game Hub, was this centralized sort of website uh, where anybody interested in indie games would come and find out about them, basically. Which is um, a great idea. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, <laughs> uh, as you say, it hasn't really turned out like that because it became clear. So Tobias, unfortunately, he he was already working full time and then he was setting up a racing team. So he felt that probably running a board game company as well wasn't realistic. Mm, so yeah. he left and it was just me. And it became clear to me after a little while that this wasn't something that one person could do on the budget that I was working with. Um, but in the meantime, I'd suddenly realized that if we were gearing up all these efforts to promote and sell indie games, well, why wouldn't we publish our own? So that's what I started to do. And that, you know, as you say, Tranquility launched end of 2019. It went pretty well. You know, feedback was fairly good. So, um, yeah, that's what we've moved our focus to. Although it is it is just me, really. I have a lot of people who I work with, obviously, but uh, it's just me who owns the company. Which is pretty typical for a small board game publisher. Sure. Um, let's talk about that first Tranquility game. Where did that one come from? Because you are not the designer correct you're the you just run the publishing side of things so how'd you meet the designer yeah um so i i know richard denning who runs uh the uk games expo for people not in the uk that's the biggest biggest board game convention in the uk big big one um yeah uh, it's probably fourth maybe fifth or the biggest in the world now so it's really grown very nicely um, anyway, I know Richard, I've done a little bit of work for him and he's been very supportive of my ideas and he comes to my convention every so often. Um, and he, for some reason, agreed that I could go along to their event at the 2019 UK Games Expo, which is the Publisher Designer Speed Dating. Brilliant event. And I got to see 21 game designers pitching their games, there were 20 other publishers and me in the room. And you just you get to hear all of them, four minutes for their pitch, one minute to ask questions. Um beforehand you get to choose the ones that you want to shortlist um and then i i met james emerson and he talked me through as it was called hush uh, back then uh, which obviously comes from the fact that it's a limited communication game um mm. and it was one of those games where it didn't it didn't sound particularly interesting on paper but he talked me through it and that four minute pitch was all it took for me to to really get on board with the idea so i managed to you know he got a few people interested but he decided to come with me you know he'd have more creative control he'd be closer to the action um and yeah that's that's how we met and that's how we came to publish our first game mm -hmm. and it also features the fantastic as always artwork of tristan morrison who i was lucky <laughs> enough to collaborate with on my first game 
Um, what was your process like working with him? How'd you land on his style? Um, yeah, so I'm really not an art person at all. Um, I, I can't draw to save my life. So, you know, we went to him with this fairly abstract game and I gave him some some general pointers like the, the main thing I wanted was a game that looked equally good wherever you were sat at the you know around the table because you get a lot of nice looking games um but if you if you're sat facing it looking it upside down it doesn't look quite so good and then he just came up with this floating island concept and that's where the whole theme came and obviously we were bowled over by the artwork it's so gorgeous so yeah we were thrilled so we yeah, pretty much a fantastic did. job oh yeah we, we let him do his own thing really so follow-up, Tranquility the Ascent is the kind of sequel to the first game. Um, mm. How did you work to really make that feel like a different game? And what was the decision to make a sequel versus pushing on to kind of a different, you know, a different game entirely? Yeah, okay. Um, James is a better person to talk about sort of the game design, but he he started off with the idea of this triangle shape, um and that quickly morphed into this mountain idea mm-hmm. um so it was a question of sort of he wanted to keep the maths fairly similar because the maths of tranquility worked in terms of like how many cards how many need to play how many discards will have etc so in that sense it follows a similar formula but i think the gameplay itself is more thematic in that you're actually you know you're physically building up this pyramid shaped mountain you can't get to the top before you've done the bottom etc um so yeah, that's that's how James tells it. It it came out of that triangle idea, and the mountain theme seemed to work, and it kind of fitted in with you know similar sort of feel to the original. Um, but we hadn't, I mean, we hadn't said we would never do a sequel. We were actually looking at possible expansion ideas. That was more the idea. Um, but in the meantime, we'd done Lily Pads, uh, which is a little printer play that we did on Kickstarter. Another James design, which is really nice. And then we were working on his next game, uh, which is sort of tile color matching game called Tessera. Um, so that should have been the next game to come out from us. Uh, for a combination of factors, we took it to Kickstarter and it was never going to fund. So we canceled it fairly on, fairly early on. Um, so then small publisher, not in the rudest financial health. Um, so we're looking at it going, okay, well, what can we do that's the the surest hit that we can come out with? You know, the backers really seem to get on with Tranquility. Yeah. It's done okay at retail. Um, so, yeah, so then James came to me and he's like, okay, well, I think I've got a, a sequel idea. And to be fair, I think it's even better than the original, so you can't ask more than oh, that. There you go. So were there any hesitations you had in doing a follow-up? Or was it just once you once he got that sequel to the table, you were like, this is definitely what we're doing yeah yeah fair question i mean i wouldn't have published a sequel that i didn't think was any good you know despite the fact that i felt you know this is our best shot at selling a game to the public because we know the tranquility went down well he he put it in front of me and i thought i really like this i really like how restrictive it is which sounds really weird but if you've played original tranquility you can you can play cards any way you like in the grid Mm -hmm. and then he showed me the ascent and it was just Oh wow! Tighter, totally, tighter yeah, absolutely. Uh, but in that way, almost more interesting to play because you have to make good plays, and there are good plays to make. Um, yeah, I mean, what we you know what we never would have wanted is people to turn around and either a assume that you know 
it was just a money grab and it wasn't going to be any different to the original so they were not interested or yeah or feel like we were just iterating you know just coming out with something that's a bit different but sort of similar Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and I didn't have those concerns because we both felt and our playtesters felt it everybody we showed it to felt the same that the game was different enough to warrant owning both and if people like the first one then they'll likely like the second one second yeah yeah so as of right now the game's doing very well on kickstarter um it's raised more than three times it's funding goals it's got over a thousand backers unlocked quite a few stretch goals um going into this campaign were you more or less nervous than the first campaign <laughs> oh much more um because well yeah because i'm not overstating the case to say that basically the future of the company and my work in this really rests on the ascent doing well mm-hmm. um yeah so actually before the first one um you know we had a good feeling we got lots of nice feedback at conventions people obviously loved the artwork in general um so we had those positive feelings but i I suppose I didn't have any major expectations. We were first time designer, first time publisher, and it went well. Mm-hmm. This time around, it has to go well, you know, and the stakes are much higher. So yeah, I when we hit launch, I said to Tristan and James, I said, you know, unless we're getting thousands within the first couple of hours, I don't want to hear from you. I'm just going to go out for a walk. I'm not going to look at the face at the uh, Kickstarter page because I'm just going to be trying to watch the numbers will them to go up. So mm-hmm. <laughs> much more very hard to not to not watch i tried to do that um for my game as well and i only lasted maybe an hour before (laughs) i started looking and was like okay i i gotta look and see how we're doing i gotta see what people are saying any questions all that stuff because it's just too (laughs) nerve-wracking but the moment you hit that funded it's just like the biggest wave of relief washes over you like yes no matter you know it's still a lot of work to come but we're safe we've made it sort of sort of feeling yeah, it's pretty exciting, yeah. Um, and like I said, so there's a lot of work to come. Are you thinking at all about what comes next after Tranquility the Ascent? Would you ever consider doing another Tranquility, uh, more expansions, or do you think you'll shift your focus to different projects? Um, we've got a couple of projects, one particularly on the go, Um yeah, can't really afford to wait. You know, my I have aspirations of this being a successful company, so you can't really mm-hmm. wait until you know this one's over before you start work on the next one. Oh yeah. yeah. So we've got a really lovely. Um, it's actually not by James Emson. It's by uh, another uh, another designer called James. Um, it's a really nice family friendly dice chucking game about snorkel diving for treasure. Got a really nice feel to it. So we've been working on that. Um, although we've had a little break, obviously getting the ascent ready. So that will be our next game. Although I don't know yet whether that will be Kickstarter or a straight to retail. It's something we're looking at. Um, we wouldn't rule out, like James said before. Um, it feels like three would be the maximum tranquility you'd probably want to do. Um, so if a third idea came, and again, I felt it was at least as good as the Ascent, if not better, then I'd definitely consider it. And, you know, with the expansions, both of these games have come, will come with three mini expansions already in them, and they add a lot of sort of variability and different challenges. And so meeples. Yeah. <laughs> I love the goat meeples. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, they're lovely. And I, I yes, we really like 
to be fair, I really like all three mini expansions to the Ascent, and they work really nicely together. But there is something satisfying about you know when when we start seeing photos of people moving the goats up the board. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not ruling out expansions for for either game, but probably not necessary. So unless we get something really good, we might consider that in future. Awesome, man. Um, so now moving on, inspired by your game, which is a sequel. Uh, today we're going to be playing a game called Second is the Best. So here's how this is going to work. I've got a list of 10 different board game sequels slash follow-ups um, based on an original board game. And what I'm going to do is challenge you to guess whether or not those sequels ranked higher or lower than the original game it was based on. This is on Board Game Geek. It's the yeah. official Board Game Geek ranking. Um, we're not going to have a time limit for this round, so feel free to kind of talk us through what you're thinking. Um, <laughs> you can try and ask questions or get information out of me, but I might not give you anything. Um, and then you can give us one final answer and we'll see how you do. Okay, um, let me just clarify that. So it's the BGG ranking and not an average ranking. rating. Yeah, the not the that's, average rating. I think that's harder. <laughs> Potentially. Sometimes it doesn't always match up with yeah. kind of average viewer ranking. But um, Now, I've got to be honest here. I was talking with you beforehand. And I have been taking it pretty easy on backing Kickstarter projects lately because I've had so many that I've backed in the last year that I have, am having an enormously hard time keeping track of like what is still on its way to me. Um, so I've been following The Ascent, but I haven't backed it yet. But I was willing to make a wager with you that if you're able to get at least 6 out of 10 correct, just 60%, then I will immediately go back for a copy of the game when we finish recording this. Um, but if I stump you, you have to send me a copy. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Excellent. All right, if you're ready, Peter, here we go. <laughs> I think I'm ready. A lot of pressure here. <laughs> Number one, Seven Wonders Duel, which is based off of Seven Wonders. Okay. Uh, I have the advantage of this. I have actually played both of them. Um, um, I'm not the biggest fan of Seven Wonders, but it is immensely popular and sold a, a buttload of copies. <laughs> um, but then Seven Wonders Duel has done very well. And um, obviously it's a two-player specific version. Oh, which has that for those listening that haven't played it. Yeah, okay. Um oh I think I, I think Seven Wonders is still going to be higher. That's my inkling. That is incorrect. Oh no, that's a bad start. Seven Wonders Duel is ranked 16th. Wow. The original Seven Wonders coming in at 72nd. Oh wow. Oh, up against it now. On to number two. Roll for the Galaxy, which is based off of the popular Race for the Galaxy. It's a dice version. Oh man, I'm already regretting this. <laughs> Again, I have played both. Um, so I think Roll is considered sort of uh, maybe more accessible. It's a little bit easier, perhaps, whereas Race feels like a very, very strategic game where, you know, if you're going to play an experienced player at Race, you're probably going to lose. How does that translate to a BGG ranking? I mean, I've got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> That's a good way to think about it. But you need 60%. So. Well, indeed. <laughs> oh. 
Um, I, on the basis that a lot of people like dice, I'm going to have to go with Roll for the Galaxy being better. No, it's Race for the Galaxy. Uh, Roll for the Galaxy is ranked 99th, while Race is 66th. Oh, dear. Oh, for 2. On to number 3. The Castles of Tuscany, which is a kind of more simple, accessible version of Castles of Burgundy. I have not yet played Castles of Tuscany, but I've played a lot of Castles of Burgundy, and I don't think there's any way that Tuscany can be higher than Burgundy, so I'm going straight in with Burgundy. You are absolutely correct. Castles of Tuscany is ranked 1,228, while Castles of Burgundy is ranked 15th. That's good. I mean, the trouble is that the longer a game has been out, the more likely it's going to rise, and Tuscany hasn't been out that long, so that's helped me. Mm -hmm. True. I had a hard time. Um, There were a couple games I wanted to pick for this but they just have not been out long enough to really have much of a rating at all yet. Um, so it was a little tricky. <laughs> Number four, Century Gollum Edition, which is quite literally just a retheme of Century Spice Road, but with golems. Golems and jewels. It is not any different of a game. Yeah. I'm hoping that the... Most people prefer the theming of the Golem edition. I mean, I'm not too worried either way. Um, but I think it's funny because there are a lot of people who wanted that that re-theme. The, the, the original theme was meant to be the Golem theme. And then they switched it to this spice trading thing to make it work better mm, with the trilogy. Everybody said, yeah, oh, that's lame. That's it. And then and I think Plan B or whoever it was publishing it was saying, you know, we're not going to be making the, the Golem versions of the other ones. And then <laughs> public opinion decided against... Um, yeah, I have to going to go with Golem Edition. You are correct. Golem Ooh. Edition is ranked 200th, while the original game is 260th. Oh, that's tighter than I'd like. <laughs> Number five, Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. So this one, I am basing the ranking off of Castles of Mad King Ludwig, not Between Two Cities. Yeah. Um, Okay. It yeah. Feels a lot more like Castles of Mad King Ludwig than Between Two Cities for me. But yeah, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, big big favorite in this house. Um, although I I prefer it with three or four rather than two. Um, I've only played Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig on the app version, and I wasn't thrilled by it. So I'm going to have to say I've not seen it go anywhere near the top 100. So I'm going to have to say Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Yes, you are correct. Between Two Castles is 579th, while Castles of Mad King Ludwig is 143rd. Oh, okay. See, I would have guessed it was in the top 100, but there you go. Three out of five. You are on your way. You're on the right path, I think. (laughs) All right, number six, Codenames Duet, which is a two-player cooperative version of Codenames. Yes. You're helping me here. I love Codenames. You know, big, big brilliant game um again i'm failing to see how codenames duet could possibly beat out codenames on the ranking so straight in with codenames you are correct although it is a lot closer than you might think codenames duet is 179th while codenames is 98th nice they are pretty close yeah fair play all right number seven um this one i'm trying to be a little tricky (laughs) we Probably, if you have ever looked at Board Game Geek um, Top 100, you know that Pandemic Legacy Season 1 is very, very high up. I think it's second right now. 
I'm asking about Pandemic Legacy Season 2. Is that one higher or lower than the original Pandemic? This is a trickier one. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I've played, I've played, I think, maybe three different versions of Pandemic, but never the original and none of the Legacy games. <laughs> <laughs> that does make it a little bit trickier. It does. The, the thing I've got to fall back on here is that, yes, Pandemic... Pandemic Legacy 1, I think that went to number 1 before, I think Gloomhaven knocked it down, maybe? Mm-hmm. Gloomhaven uh, took it. Okay. Then Season 2 came out, and I think it was a disappointment versus the original. Then there was Season 0, which I think people have said was better again than the second one anyway. So whether Legacy Season 2, I'm going to say that that's not as high as original Pandemic. That is incorrect. Uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 2 is still higher than original Pandemic. Um, Season 2 is ranked 35th, surprisingly. Um, I shouldn't say surprisingly. I very much enjoyed Season 2. I know that it was less loved than Season 1. Original Pandemic is ranked 104th. Wow. All right, number 8. You are at 4 correct so far. Azul Summer Pavilion. Uh, the original Azul. Yes. Oh dear. Mm. Well, the original Azul, you know, massively popular, hugely well regarded. You know, feels like it's it's reached a lot of people. You know, I've seen it. It's you know, it's for sale in Waterstones, so that's mm-hmm. a book retailer in this country. Okay, we've got it in Barnes and Nobles over here. Okay. Versus Summer Pavilion, I, I guess it's been out a couple of years, so it's had a while, but it's still a sequel, and I'm struggling to think that it'll beat out Azul. So I'm saying Azul is ranked higher. You are correct. Azul is ranked higher. Summer Pavilion is 140th, while the base Azul is 53rd. Oh, still in the game. <laughs> you are at five. We are on question number nine out of ten. Sushi Go Party, which is... Quite literally just a bigger version of Sushi Go. Sushi Go with a lot more cards. Yes. Both yes. excellent. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna beg to differ on this one. I, I am a bit fussy with drafting games. I mean I I guess I get why people like drafting games. This one f- just went a bit cold for me. I don't know. I didn't feel like I had particularly interesting decisions to make. And I, I don't really like you know choosing something you know maybe half based on what I think my neighbor doesn't want. I prefer games that sort of incentivize. Okay, yeah. Just choose for yourself. Yeah, um, I get that. Oh, however. It not bode well for me. My next game is a drafting game. So <laughs> Hopefully well, I can change your mind a little bit. <laughs> well, Sushi Go Party, it's been out long enough to have caught up. And I think people like the fact that there's more going on there and it plays with more people. So I'm going to go Sushi Go Party is ranked higher than Sushi Go. You are correct. That brings you to six correct. Sushi Go Party is 193rd, while the original Sushi Go is 459th. My heart is racing. Substantially higher, actually. (laughs) All right, so you did get six correct, so right after we finish recording this, I'm going to hop on over and back. Tranquility the Ascent. Thank you. Number 10. This one is a little bit different. Um, We're talking Ticket to Ride. There are a lot of (laughs) sequels, follow-up, whatever you want to call them, different versions of Ticket mm. to Ride. I'm just going to ask you, are any of the sequel variant versions of Ticket to Ride 
ranked higher than the original Ticket to Ride? Oh, that is a great question. I'm asking a specific one, just are any of them, or are they all lower? See, I, I don't know you really, Cameron, but I'm, I'm going to make a, a psychological assessment here. That I think, <laughs> I think the, the, the question is too open. It would be too easy if any of them ranked higher than the original. You know, there's so many of them out there, it's very possible. And I think you'll think <laughs> that I would go along with that thinking and think, oh, well, one of them is bound to have beaten out original Ticket to Ride. So I think my guess is that probably Ticket to Ride Europe is closest, but does it beat it out? I'm going to say Ticket to Ride, the original, is higher than any of the spin-offs. So I went ahead and made a psychological assessment of my own <laughs> before we started. I guess that would be exactly what you would think I would do. There are two Ticket to Rides that rank higher than the original Ticket to Ride. Oh, you beast. Ticket to Ride Europe. And Ticket to Ride Nordic Countries are both higher. Wow. Um, they're 127th and 163rd, respectively, while the base Ticket to Ride is 180th. Wow. So it's fairly close. But I, See, I would expect Ticket to Ride to be higher than that. I would expect all of them to be a bit higher than that, actually. Yeah, Ticket to Ride is very much a kind of a staple. Um, yeah, so I mean... It is pretty high, um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it had been in the top 100, because it's a very well-loved, popular game. Mm. Well, that is that. You did get 6 out of 10, so apparently I should have made it harder. Um, <laughs> but I do want to go ahead and thank you again so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Cameron. Please go check out the Kickstarter for Tranquility the Ascent which is live now through August 2nd. Uh, if you want to listen to Peter and I play today's bonus game called Mountain Climbers, you can head on over to our Patreon page to get access to that bonus episode and a whole lot of other awesome perks. Links to both are in the description of the episode down below. Until next time, thanks for listening.